Hey, back on the Ohioan. It's always good to have um, past guests back, and we have Danny King with us. Uh, she re covers religion and immigration for the Columbus Dispatch. Uh, Danny, thanks for coming back. How are you doing? Great. Thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to this. No worries at all. Hey, let's talk a little bit. Um, some of the stories you've written recently, um, I took real personal interest in this. Um, my dad was a chaplain for the camp police department. And it was funny, when he was a chaplain there, he did a lot of different things. I mean, he went on raids. He uh, talked to, you know, it wasn't just you hold a Sunday morning prayer service for chaplain people. You became actively involved. And he did that about 10 years ago. It was kind of revolutionary for Ohio Police Department at the time, but you recently wrote about how Columbus is really getting into this, and tell me about it. It was really a fascinating read what you talked about. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, so I, I listened a few weeks ago with interest as um, our managing editor, Kelly Lucker, interviewed um, the newer police chief, uh, Elaine Bryant, for the Columbus Police um, at the Columbus Metropolitan Club. And one of the things she said, she didn't talk a lot about it, but the chief mentioned, you know, she wanted to vastly expand the amount of chaplains that the Columbus Police Department has. And so for context, now it has nine chaplains and she wants to bring that number to 100 in the next five years. And so I I want I really wanted to look further into that. So I met with uh, the assistant chief, uh, Lashana Potts, and um, a lieutenant, Amy Haley, who is the chaplain liaison. And we really talked about the vision. And a lot of that vision is Assistant Chief Potts's vision for expanding this program. Um, and you're right, it is fascinating because it's not just, you know, maybe praying or counseling police uh, officers, which is a part of it, but really a big part of expanding this is just the community outreach that the department wants to do and really kind of improving community relations, which we all know have been kind of fraught over the past few years between police and citizens. So um, these chaplains will be in substations, they'll be working with police officers, they'll debrief, but they'll also, you know, they might be in the passenger seat of a police car when an officer goes to a scene. They might be at any kind of protest working with the people, you know, in the crowd. They're going to be really you know, kind of like an extension of, of the department and the officers uh, working to counsel community members. What are you looking for in the position? Is it like a part-time, like are they looking for a certain number of hours? Uh, have they kind of said what the parameters of a position like that would be? Yeah, so it's volunteer. Um, okay. And then it's also, you know, it's people, I guess one of the requirements is people who have been pastoring a community or leading a faith community for five years. So they want them to have, you know, whether it's a congregation or, um, you know, it can be any faith. Um, they want a variety of faiths, but they want somebody who's led a congregation because they're going to be really interacting with, with the congregation, quote unquote, of the 1800 police officers in the community. So somebody who's led a congregation for five years and um, they'd be a volunteer and then they'll go through training and, and they're usually on call. So um, right now with the nine, they take a month and they're on call for that month for whatever comes up. So they're just really expected to be available at all times. In, and obviously she said, you know, from, you know, 
police shootings recently to just some of the racial tension that we've all experienced over the past a year or so with the George Floyd incident from last year. Is it just hoping to provide kind of that calmness that maybe someone, a minister, would provide? I mean, is that the big hope of what they hope these pastors would do in these situations? Yeah, I think it's calmness, but I think it's also just kind of resources and outreach. You know, there's also been a lot of talk about, you know, should we have police respond to all of these calls? And, you know, should it be mental health providers or counselors? And so I think this is kind of in that vein. It's, you know, we, these are people who, while the, while an officer is securing a scene or making, you know, arresting someone or something like that, the victims and the witnesses may need some, some extra help and just to be kind of listened to or, or comforted. So it's the calmness and the peace, but it's also just offering a service to community members who really are, you know, impacted by witnessing trauma. Now, from what you said, this was just an announcement, like, hey, this is what we'd like to do. Uh, obviously, I'm sure the process is starting for looking for them and everything. Do they anticipate getting some interest? Like, I know that there was a, a group of chaplains that were concerned about some of the trouble that's happening in the Columbus Police. Are, are they anticipating getting a lot of interest to help out in this? Yeah, they said they've already had quite a bit of interest. Um, cool. You know, I, one of the requirements is really that, you know, they kind of vet them for their attitude about police. So, you know, they want to make sure that they support what police do and and really understand the trauma that officers go through as well. Um, so th they'll vet them for that. But, you know, they said they had a webinar earlier just kind of about information about this. And they've had upwards of, you know, 30 local um, clergy interested in, in doing something like this. And you talk, too, about this interest of diversity. Like right now, there's only one black chaplain, no women or Muslim chaplains. Uh, it, it sounds like that would help, too, because overall, the theme of the Columbus Police Department is, you know, promoting diversity. So it sounds like this could help with that, too. Yeah, I think they really hope to, you know, this will obviously they have their 1800 officers and that's kind of a different, you know, count when it comes to diversity. But I think this will improve, you know, their goal is to improve relations with diverse communities as well. So maybe they have, you know, um, a Muslim imam who, you know, is Somali and can work with the refugee population as well. And, you know, they'll really, the goal is for these people to be in the faith communities or in the area of town they're already in really working, you know, with the communities that they know. So I think the hope is that will improve diversity, but also just kind of that relationship piece. Well, and to me, I think it would also help with diversity of faith, too. So if you're a, um, you know, Columbus police officer, you happen to be Muslim, it's helpful if you need that, you know, help. You can have a Muslim chaplain talk to you, other than being a, you know, a Baptist chaplain or a Catholic chaplain. So it sounds like it'll provide some help there, too, I would imagine. Yeah, like, it sounds like it could, you know, one of the things is chaplains can obviously... Um, you know, minister to anyone of any faith, but I think right. it adds a real layer of comfort and, you know, and maybe even a feeling of acceptance when you're, when there is a chaplain there for your faith, no matter, you know, how, how few officers there might be of that faith when there's somebody there who looks like you and worships like you. I think that goes a long way.
And I always like it too. Um, your lead talked about Sergeant Rory Lissap. I'm assuming I pronounced his name correctly, but uh, it's neat because he's not just a pastor, but he's a police officer. So it sounds like somebody like him would be really helpful there too. Yeah, he was fascinating to talk to. He's actually the only one of nine who does both, but um, it's really cool because, you know, he really understands what these officers are going through at a deeper level because he's out there every day, you know, doing the same thing. So it's, I thought it was really interesting to have those two go hand in hand. Now, on the flip side, I mean, I'm sure yeah, this sounds like a great program for a number of reasons. Uh, is there any anticipated concern? Because whenever you say, hey, let's bring in people of faith, um, you know, there's another side that says, wait a minute, how are we, why are we mixing people of faith and society to it? Has there been any concerns placed about, uh, you know, there's more chaplains in a secular, you know, police department, whatever the case might be? Yeah, I think, you know, I've heard that raised as well. And I think, um, you know, kind of the the city and, and police department's response to that is, you know, and a, and a lot of organizations have chaplains that are not religious. So I think the idea is, you know, they're not evangelizing. They're not going to, you know, try to convert anybody or bring them into their church. I think the idea is just, you know, kind of having that calming presence and a counselor, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, the hope would be that they could counsel someone and do counsel someone without that faith piece if that person isn't interested in that. So it's just, you know, added support. And and the department also has secular counselors, who peer support groups, you know, things like that. So it's not the only option. It's just um, kind of part of their approach. So it sounds like there's really no, however you want to say, evangelism or apostolization or anything like that, unless the police guy would say, hey, I need the church. Can I come to your church or tell me about God or Allah or, or whoever? Yeah, that's the idea. Okay. I think that's the plan because, um, you know, they have said that some officers have joined, you know, a local chaplain's church or, you know, whatever the case may be, but, and have gotten baptized at those churches. But, um, but the goal is really just to have that added support system and not to make it where somebody feels pressure, you know, chaplains, work with, you know, people of a number of faiths um, in different institutions like hospitals, you know, things like that on a daily basis. So they're just trying to provide that support without injecting their own faith views um, into the conversation. Well, very good. Well, yeah, again, Danae King from the Columbus Dispatch, you know, talking about Columbus's plans to have a lot more chaplains. Uh, I can tell you it's a neat idea. Personally, I've seen it work in Canton. It'll be great to see how this works in Columbus, too. Uh, before we go, check out the dispatch.com. Uh, a lot of great subscription deals. You can subscribe directly from the website. Uh, 24-7 coverage and a lot of subscriber stories like uh, Danae wrote here with the chaplain story. So check out uh, dispatch.com for daily news coverage and definitely check out uh, the subscription. That's really how you help us do what we do here at the paper. All right. Thanks. Have a great day, everybody.